Hi there, and thank you for tuning into The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Hello there, and welcome to a brand new episode and a brand new year. Today is episode 86, and as always, I am your host, Sarah, and I am so thrilled to welcome you back to 2024 and a new season of The Social Circus. I do hope that many of you have enjoyed a break over the Christmas summer period here in Australia. Uh, Our podcast always takes a four-week hiatus over the summer season, and that's really to give myself and my team a chance to regroup and to kind of draw a little bit of a breath because producing a weekly podcast takes a lot of time and energy for all of us, and it's been really delightful to have a little rest from it all. But I have to let you know, I have been having my cogs turning whilst I've been on my three weeks annual leave. And it's been really fun to consider what am I going to be thinking about for 2024? What am I going to be creating and doing in my business? But before we dive into that, I wanted to take a little moment to thank each and every one of you. The Social Circus, um, this is its third year, um, 2024 will be its third year. And um, I think it will be April that we'll be celebrating our 100th episode. And none of this would be possible without you, my wonderful listeners who tune in each and every week to the episodes, who recommend guests for me to have on, and who I have to say, above all else, really, really leave beautiful testimonials on the platforms that you listen to um, The Social Circus on. I have so much gratitude for you all. And I'm always grateful when you send me a quick DM on Instagram saying how much you've enjoyed a particular episode or that you just found my podcast and you've been binging it and enjoying back episodes. Um, I would like to say that I'm hopeful that over the time that I have been producing my podcast, our production values have increased. And that if you are listening to earlier episodes, um, please excuse um, the uh, potentially not perfect sound or not perfect um, quality if you're watching it on YouTube. And know that the um, content is always built with love and lots of heart. And that over time I have been able to upgrade different parts of my podcast. So hopefully the sound is a lot better than when I very first started. And I hope that you enjoy Um, those increases in production values as well. Uh, And I hope that it inspires you to know that you can start where you are and always make improvements and upgrades as you go on your journey. It should never hold you back from taking action and starting. And I have loved creating every single episode and I have always given it my absolute best when it comes to it. So today's episode, episode 86, I will be talking about 2023 and the year in review. And um, I would then be following on next week with an episode discussing 2024 and what my plans and intentions are for that. So I hope you enjoy these episodes. If you are a new listener and you're tuning in for the first time, my weekly episodes tend to be 20 to 25 minutes. And I do that really intentionally based on feedback from you as my listeners. I know you are very busy people and that that kind of duration of time is perfect if you're going out for a quick walk and you want to pop me in your ears, you're in the car and you're just running a few errands. Um, Whatever it is that you're doing, I don't take up huge swathes of your time every single week. And it's very rare that I'll go over that 25 minute mark. So please know that I try and stick with my timing as best I can. Sometimes my guests and I get a little bit carried away and we go a little bit over. But let's let's dive in and let's talk about 2023 because I have those new year feels at the moment and I have all that energy and enthusiasm for 2024 and what is ahead of us. 
And I want to take a moment to reflect on that because I know that the last few years, um, particularly since we started March 2020 and the dreaded pandemic and the start of all of those disruptions and changes and anxiety that we have felt to our lives, to our businesses, um, to the losses that we may have felt throughout that time and to the angst that I know that many of us, including myself, have felt about our businesses during that time. And I have to be honest, and, and when I was preparing for today's episode, I was recalling my feelings of enthusiasm for 2023. It was a new year and the pandemic was behind us. And I think that brought so much enthusiasm to all of us thinking, great, I finally can get my business back on track. I can finally start achieving the things that I've wanted to do for the last two or three years and that I haven't been able to do. And then just for fun, we were bombarded with all these unexpected challenges. We have had a lot of cost of living pressures, which always have an impact on us as small businesses. On a global scale, we have watched some terrible events happening. Um, a lot of this has done so much to many of us personally. And on a macro level, it has meant that things like consumer confidence has really been rocked and that we have seen our customers not spending their money or holding spending their money. And the result of all of these things meant that 2023 was actually still a really difficult year in business. So if that's how it felt for you, I want you to take a moment to acknowledge that and to say that it's okay. I know that when I started 2023, my goal was really, really clear. I wanted to double my business revenue from the year before. And I was really excited for that because I've got some big goals in my business and it was then going to flow into 2024 with some really big numbers again. And when I started planning for 2024, I had to really do a little bit of forgiveness around the fact that I did not achieve my goals for 2023. And as such, I was going to be revising my 2024 goals. Now, this is absolutely fine. And if you are in that situation, I want you, I want to encourage you to kind of be kind to yourself, to acknowledge that so much has gone on in the last three years, but particularly the last 12 months that has been so outside of our control as a business owner. And that if you have found it really challenging and hard, that you are absolutely not alone. And um, the reason I want to share how my year went is because it wasn't a brilliant year for my business. It was a really hard year and um, I found big parts of it really disheartening and I actually had some quite big wobbles about running my business. And I know that when we go on Instagram and we see everyone's year in review, it's really easy to think that everyone else did really well and that we're the only loser on the block. And I want to say to you that Instagram is everyone's highlights reel. It is our best of. And also remember that as business owners, we are always in selling mode. We are always putting our best foot forward and we're always giving a really good impression of ourselves and our business so that we can encourage people to buy from us. So keep all of that in mind when you are looking at what other people are sharing. Now, I'm not saying last year was a disaster for my business. It absolutely was not but it was a tough year and I had some tough lessons through it. And I really want to share those with you. Now, one of the first things that happened to me was that um, I, as many of you would know me, um, I have been a trainer across many government programs um, for many, many years. And one of the government programs that I was a trainer for was a really substantial contract. It was a six figure a year contract and it finished in March, 2023. And the company that I contracted to did not get 
the did not get win it again and the company that did win it did not take on any of us advisors now this left a gaping hole in my revenue and i had a i had a feeling like we all knew that contract was potentially ending in march and i'd been working really really hard on plugging that gap with um, new product offerings in my business so i was probably better positioned than some of my fellow advisors but uh, what it meant was that this beautiful check that came in every month with really regular consistency was suddenly gone from my business. And that meant that probably my big dreams like to double my business revenue were probably really unrealistic. So when I did my wash up at my end of year, my business revenue grew by 6% last year, and that is not 50%. And I was really sad about that because I felt like I worked really hard. But then I reminded myself that I lost a six figure contract in my business and that 6% growth meant that I was able to hustle and to sell and to really successfully recoup that money that was lost. So in that um, rubbish feeling of I didn't achieve my goal, um, I didn't grow in the way in which I thought, I had to remind myself that I did brilliantly. I managed to um, recoup that revenue that was lost and grow my business by 6%. So it's a really hard experience when you rely on uh, one big customer, one big client, one big contract. And knowing that that was coming and changing was actually what inspired me four years ago to start working on digital products in my business because I didn't want to be left high and dry. And I know that moving forward into 2024, I feel a great deal of optimism that I have really good products and systems in place that are going to set me up for more success moving forward. But I just want to acknowledge that it feels really hard. And there's a little part of me that actually feels really embarrassed sharing with you all because it makes me feel like I'm not successful. And that as a coach, uh, how can I teach you when I haven't achieved my own goals? So I'm being transparent, I'm being really vulnerable, but I'm also acknowledging that things happen that are outside of our control and that our job is to manage how we respond to that. So in my case, I feel like I spent last year hustling and grinding and selling and working incredibly hard. And the end result of that was that I was actually able to grow my business by 6% despite having lost a six figure um, contract in my business. So there are wins and there are losses in that, but all of them speak to the fact that I think I'm a very tenacious person and that I inside myself have the capability to grow my business and they don't have to rely on things like external government contracts. So there's there's like all mixed reviews and feelings within all of that. And I know that even if you don't do government consulting like I do, there may be a huge client in your business that you jump to attention and that you rely on really heavily and that if you lost them could make you feel really vulnerable and exposed. So if you're in that position, I want you to think about if you lost that client tomorrow, what would you do? And when you think about what you would do, I want you to start putting action in place to imagine that's happened because then heaven forbid, if it did happen, your business can keep going and that you can be upright and still like, you know, have that business continuity with or without them. And so if they stay, then you're going to have great growth. And if they leave, then you're going to be safe and secure. And none of us like to think about those things happening. None of us like to think about losing clients or contracts changing, but this is the reality of being self-employed. It happens at every level of business. Um, it just when we're smaller, it can leave us more vulnerable and exposed. So that's one of my big lessons is understanding that 
things can change that are out of my control and what I can control is how I respond to them. And despite feeling a little bit embarrassed that I didn't achieve my goals, I have immense pride in how hard I worked last year to still get that 6% growth out of my revenue. So I'm giving myself a little pat on the back for that lesson. Now, one of the other things I did last year was I started the year with really strong intentions on my boundaries around my clients, particularly my one-on-one coaching clients. Now, this is really easy to talk about in an abstract sense. It's really easy to say, I only see clients between these like, you know, nine to five business hours and I only see clients on these days. And if people don't show up and don't give 48 hours notice, then they lose their coaching. And if they don't use their hours within the six months timeframe, then they forfeit it. All of those things sound brilliant on paper and they make it seem like I am excellent at boundaries. But in reality, last year, a lot of my clients also had a lot of personal stuff, a lot of hectic business stuff going on. And what that meant was that I did a lot of compromising. So I saw clients outside of business hours. I saw them on days that were meant to be non-contact days, including weekends. And I was really accommodating of changes to diaries, things like that. Now, that means that's lovely. It makes me a really nice, compassionate human being. But what it also means is that I worked a lot harder than what I would like to. And uh, there are times when I was somewhat resentful of some of my clients when they say something's come up and they've had to do this. And I've been sitting there thinking, I'm not really happy about that. So that's been a really interesting lesson. And taking that lesson forward, I've set out my year with really strong intentions. And my goal is to ensure that we do a really great job each and every month with my retainer coaching clients of letting them know what my boundaries are. And it is my hope that if we keep communicating that really clearly and consistently, that they will respect that. I will continue to be a compassionate person who offers help and support outside of my normal boundaries. But I do also want to be mindful that I have to be compassionate and kind to myself as well. So how that will transpire moving forward, it will be really interesting to hear. But the moving of boundaries has been something that I thought I was going into the year I was going to be really great at. And then because of the how do we describe it? So many moving parts that were going on around us that I was probably a lot more accommodating than I would normally have been. And the end result of that was that I got to the end of last year exhausted and feeling a little bit burnt out. And that is not what I want for myself in my business. I want to have high vibe, high energy as much of the time as I can. Now, one of my other big lessons for last year is saying yes to things I have no business saying yes to. And this means that, again, when I have really loyal clients and they say to me, hey, Sarah, do you think you could organize a photo shoot and we could all come along and do that? Um, I don't say yes to that. I say no, because my business is not the business of doing photo shoots or my business is not in the business of organizing lunches and get togethers. So I have to be really mindful of what I say yes to and trying to please my clients all the time. So my intention this year is when people say things like that to me, I'm going to say, unfortunately, that's not what I do, but I have someone that I can recommend. And if you'd like to organize that, I'd love to be a part of it. Because when I say yes to organizing, if I'm honest and and don't, <laughs> don't mock me because I'm sounding like um, poor me, Typically, it is my assistant, Claire, that actually does the organizing. And what that then means is that I use up more of her hours 
and I actually pay her to do something that I'm maybe not making much money or any money on. And so it actually costs me time and money in my business. So this year I'm going to be really thoughtful about um, accommodating people and I'm going to kind of pass things over and say that's not what I do. Now, one of the things I did learn last year is that if I have something that I really want to do that really inspires and excites me, I can do it in a way that suits me. So I live in Perth and I live south of the river from, I'm about 30 minutes out of the CBD. And where I live is, is fairly far out. Um, I'm on the train line, but I have a really lovely network of women around me that also run businesses. Now, I've been asked many times to run get-togethers, lunches, coffee catches up, co-working, those kind of things. And my assistant Claire and I have sat down a couple of times to work out how we can make this happen. And because the fact that my hourly rate is so high, I could not work out how I could run something like a co-working day that would mean that it was a profitable venture for myself and my business. But here's the thing, I love co-working. I love connecting with women locally. I love the network of women I have locally and I get a lot out of it. So what I decided to do last year and I ran two of them really successfully last year was run co-working days that cover costs uh, because they are beneficial to myself. It is good for me to get out of my house. It is good for me to network with other women. And so that's been a really big learning lesson for me to say, not everything that I do in my business has to make money because things like that, connecting me with other people, um, you know, give me that network and remind me, this is why I do what it is that I do. I get to live locally and hang out with women locally. Now, the flip side of that is really interesting. I had two phone calls as soon as I arranged those co-working asking me to run co-working miles from where I live. And one of them was probably an hour and a half from where I live, way up the other end of the city. And she said, oh, would I be interested in coming and running them at their venue? And I said, no, you can pay me to come and run them at your venue, but I have no desire to run that event where I make no money that is not local to me. And I probably sounded quite rude, but in truth, um, if you're not making money from something, please be cautious about the time that you invest in it. And for me, I don't really, I have a really good network in Perth and I attend plenty of events outside of my local area that allow me to network with people there. So it isn't really beneficial to me to run networking or co-working things miles from my home. So I was kind of proud of myself that one, I worked out how to do something that I wanted to do and that I could say yes to not making money. And two, that I could hold my boundaries and say, I'm happy to do that, but I'm doing it on my terms and not anybody else's. And that's been um, quite empowering, I guess the word for that is it's felt, it felt really good to say, I'm going to do these, but this is how I'm going to do them. And if you want to come along, um, this is where they are. And no, I'm not doing them anywhere else. So that's been a really interesting learning. And moving into 2024, I'm really looking forward to running more of those kind of events, which I can't wait for. Now, the other thing I said yes to last year, um, and only a couple of them was offering my services for free. So I did free public speaking and free training. Now the public speaking that I did for free was brilliant because when I made those decisions, I knew it was in a room full of my ideal customers and those public speaking gigs led to really great opportunities to expanding my network and also to building my own confidence speaking on stage. So that made really good sense to me. The free training that I did, which was only two of, um, were a disaster from my perspective. One of them was a really long way from my home. And the organization that I did the training for 
were really ungrateful for it. They didn't thank me at the time. They didn't share it on their social media. They didn't share it anywhere and thank me or acknowledge it. And it just felt really icky. And if I'm honest, as a result, I've actually withdrawn from being a member of that organization because I was so disappointed with how I was treated. And I said yes. And I, I, I'm not sure that they valued any of that. And that's been a really big lesson to me because I am a really in-demand trainer and I actually don't need to ever say yes to doing free training. So that's a big lesson for me moving into 2023 that I don't need to say yes to free training. People can pay for me. Um, I have plenty of opportunities to do that. So um, whilst it felt icky, I made sure I took the lesson that was kind of wrapped in that gift that came towards me in that whole experience and moving forward it's made me feel very solid in where do I stand if someone says this is a great opportunity for you it's like I don't care I'm not at that point in my business anymore so really really interesting the other thing that I want to be mindful of is overloading my calendar with doing too many live things in my business so this year Um, Last year, I did live rounds of my course List Builders Lounge. I did two of those. And on top of laid over the top of that, I have my mastermind and my membership. And all of those require me to show up really consistently on a monthly basis. And so as such, moving forward this year, my goal is to be doing less of that and to be putting all of my energy into my mastermind and my membership. And it's quite likely. And to be honest, I haven't finished my goal setting and planning for this year. It's quite likely I won't be running live rounds of my courses this year. The other thing last year, which was an which was an interesting thing and didn't really come to my awareness, was that um, I no longer, and it's only been six months, so not long. I'm no longer am booked to run Meta or Facebook ads training, and I would say that my reputation, particularly locally, is really really strong as an excellent ads like trainer, marketer, understanding of ads technically and from a marketing perspective. And my, my concern was because I used to probably train once or twice a week in it um, and suddenly I'm not training in it at all. And whilst I have online courses on meta ads, I don't want to lose my really strong reputation locally. And so it was only when I was doing my review for today that I just went, oh, I'm not doing those training anymore. So I need to work out how I can retain that really strong reputation that I have and run my own training privately. So that's been a lesson that's come out. And can I just encourage you, If you are doing a review of your business, look at what has changed because that's where often the information shows up. So um, my beautiful assistant, Claire, shout out to her, um, has wonderful systems in place in my business. And one of them is that we track everything that I do each and every month. So how many coaching clients do I see? How many live trainings do I do? What do they consist of? We also track the growth in things like our email list, our social media followers. And that's really, really helpful on a month-by-month basis. But when I was doing a review of my year, it highlighted things that are slipping out of my business that I didn't necessarily want to slip out. And if you haven't done a review of your year, I would really encourage you to do some of that and go, did I want to stop doing that? Is that something that I'm really happy to let go of? Or has that been a change that's just slipped under the radar and that I need to decide how am I going to respond to that moving forward? So that has been my lessons for 2023, the good, the bad, and the ugly, I guess you could say. And on my next podcast episode, I'm going to be sharing with you um, what my intentions are for 2024, particularly around what I'm wanting to welcome in and what I'd like to kind of do less of. So I hope you have found today's episode useful. I would really encourage you to dive into your business, 
and do an audit of 2023 right now. It is only early January. It is absolutely not too late for you to do that. And there is so much to be learned in looking at numbers and data. So please try and find some time to do that before things get really, really busy and the year kind of kicks off with us. And as always, thank you so much for tuning into The Social Circus. I will catch you the same time next week. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks so much for tuning into The Social Circus. As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.